Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Um, I'm Heinz. This is my beautiful wife, Aletta, and uh, we have the privilege of talking to you on the platform of Encounter Ministries today. And uh, we were asked to to speak in line with uh, what this week is about, which is about healthy families. And that's something that's really important to us, something that we truly believe in. Um, and we, you know, you guys know we live in a, in a broken world, and I think that the the brokenness of families are at the core of that. And we're going to just discuss that a little bit. But we're going to start off with a bit of a personal testimony. Um, there is a chance that my wife may have to leave because we have a little baby. <laughs> that and is, we have no help. <laughs> yes. So uh, if she ha- if she leaves in the middle of the conversation, uh, that's why. Uh, please just excuse her, and uh, I will continue uh, until about one o'clock. So, but let's start by praying. Will you pray for us, please? Oh wow! I will. Thank you, Jesus, for this day. Thank you that we have breath to breathe. Mm. Every day is a, is a miracle, and we so take it for granted so often, and we just want to repent of that, Father. And we want to just thank you that we are alive and well, mm. even under the circumstances, even in the uncertainty, even in the, in the shaking and in mm. the storm. We worship you, Father, for you are good and you are faithful. Yes. And we are excited to share this morning about family. Thank you for our family. Mm. Thank you for the families out there. And yes. thank you for forcing families to come together in this time mm. and 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 find one another again. I, I think it's such a beautiful time and I, I just worship you for that and I pray now that you will bless this this time with you. Bless our time in your presence. Um, put the words on our mouths and in our tongues and, and anoint us, Father, so that the people who must hear what we have to say will hear it and that we will speak your truth. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You're such a powerful woman of God. Wow. I'm so blessed by you. Thank you. Um, so we, we, we thought we'd start with a bit of a testimony. Um, and how, how this normally works the best is if, is if one of us leads the story and the other one just kind of interrupts and, you know, corrects, which normally happens when I tell the story. My wife goes, no, 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 that's not exactly what happened. This is what happened. So we, we remember certain things in slightly different ways. <laughs> so it's always interesting to see um, what happened. So, but we, we got married back in 2006. And we were, there was a, a period where we were off our contraceptives and like open for we want to start a family. And nothing happened. Okay, so this is where I interrupt. Already, um, yes. So for six months, uh, six months of our marriage, um, mm. I was on the pill. Didn't like myself on it. Just really found that the the hormones were all over the show, and I to this day um, never used it again. So I stopped, and then there was a time for us traveling in the USA. A lot of things happened, and we kind of said. Whatever will be, will be Kaysarasarai. If God mm. wants to give us a child, we're open. We're not going to limit him. We didn't want to have babies necessarily in the first um, year or two. And um, we were, and it's just amazing how God knows the desires of your heart. And um, and we didn't fall pregnant for for two years of our marriage. So for six months we used it, and then for a year and a half we had nothing. And then after two years, people said maybe you should kind of start looking if there's not a problem. Yeah, and that's that's when we went just to make sure that everything is the way it's supposed to be, and 
And then we were told that um, everything on her side seems fine, but on my side, <laughs> but on my side, there's a bit of a problem, and there's um, less than five percent chance, or a five percent chance that. I can't remember. It's very low. Uh, we had a very very low chance of of conceiving naturally, and and that was the time when when I was able to when we were able to say, okay, thank you for the medical facts. But we believe that God has shown us we will have children. And that, so I have to kick back a little bit in time. In 2005, um, I had an, an amazing encounter with God when I was pretty much on my last uh, session of counseling, just working through my, my issues uh, with my pastor. And at the last session, he had such an amazing way of just facilitating meeting with Jesus. And on the last session, he said to me, uh, I would love for you to just uh, listen and see and, and let Jesus show you how he sees you. And a big part of that is a, for a different time. But at the end, I, I got a vision. And at the end of the vision, I saw my wife and children. I, specific, I didn't see who, what my wife looked like. I didn't know at the time. Um, but I saw three boys and a girl. Very specifically, three boys and a girl. And that stuck with me. And I shared it with, with a letter. Can I just say, that evening, after he had the counseling session, I bumped into him at a mutual friend's show. And, and we weren't together at that stage. Um, we were friends. We were together every now and then. But, um, but not yet in the place where we... We're not yet in the place where we could commit <laughs> to a relationship. Um, and he was Keeping shining. it real, guys. Keeping it real. He, he looked like he had an encounter with God on the mountain. He was glowing. And I immediately asked him. And it was also just like how God, if I think back now, how God prompted me to ask the questions because he, he could not have told me and I would never have known. Um, and he said, um, I said to him, why are you beaming? Why are you glowing like this? And he said he had an incredible encounter with, with his past and with God. And, and he believes God showed him his family. And um, and then he he spoke about the three boys and and a girl and I mean this was even before we were together that I knew about it. Okay, back back to two thousand and six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> yeah. So even in pre marriage counselling, you know, we we had the discussions, uh, which is really good. If you are thinking about getting married or engaged, I strongly suggest that you get proper pre marriage counselling. Because you might be in love and think everything's great and nothing will ever go wrong. Mm -hmm. But the, in pre-marriage counseling, the, the, they make you ask the difficult questions, which are really good to ask at that time. Uh, we had a couple of surprises, but it was good for us to, to chat through it. And on this note, we, we were blessed that we agreed. Uh, she, she was one of four in her family and one of four children. And I said, I think four children would be great. Plus, I had this vision. Um, and I, don't, I don't know necessarily I know exactly how it would happen, but we, I trusted in God. So back to where we were in the story, went to the doctors. They said to us, physically, on the medical facts, it looks like we have a very, very low chance of conceiving naturally. And then we, we just prayed into that. We said, okay, Lord, you, you showed, you said, this is what, what we will have. And we trust you for that. Mm -hmm. and, and whatever the medical facts are, it's not the truth of God. And that is such a huge mm -hmm. thing for us to have, uh, I think, get and pray through. And we thank the people in our church that was around us, that was discipling us and helping us mm -hmm. to, 
to mature to that point where we can see the difference mm. between facts and God's truth. And I think that's an important principle for us as believers. Mm. And then it was very quickly after that we felt pregnant for the first time. Yes. About a month or... It was... Okay, then it, couple, then, yeah. it, then it must have been about two and a half years after marriage that we actually found this out. So for two years we tried and nothing happened and then we got tested. And, and probably a month or two after that... I felt pregnant. It was, well, we felt pregnant. Um, and it was a miracle. It was a, obviously a miracle. We were so excited. She I, fell. I picked her up. Uh, yeah. We were so happy. <laughs> I'm kidding. And then we were pregnant. That's my, that's, <laughs> that's my sense of humor. I'm sorry. Um, and yeah. I could remember that first feeling of knowing that you were pregnant. I was, um, I, I, I so distinctly remember having a conversation with somebody and I would look them in the eye, but my mind was so completely not with what they were saying. We're like in my body, there is a baby growing every second and mm. totally completely freaked me out. Sure. A week after we found out we were pregnant, we were traveling to Kimberley. We had, um, we had, we performed there. We ministered there. Um, it was an incredible time at my parents' church and, um, we had a good weekend. And that, uh, Monday Heinz and my mother left to go back to Joburg. To um to he had to go home and she had to go to my grandma, and I stayed with my father, and I had to see a bunch of clients in Kimberley, so I had the whole week planned out, and that Monday morning I um I went to the bathroom and I was bleeding, and I was confused and I was like I've heard people say it can happen what's the problem, um and because we were just before six weeks and you couldn't see the heartbeat or hear the heartbeat as yet. It was difficult to actually find out what was going on. So I went from doctor to doctor to doctor. My dad drove me everywhere. He was with me in this in this um, storm. It's, it's amazing how your father is with you in the storm always. And and they couldn't tell me. And I phoned my gynecologist back in Joburg, and he said to me, "You lie flat on your back for as long as you can. Just lie dead still." And then get back to Joburg as soon as possible. Mm. I changed all my plans. I flew back, but then the bleeding just became heavy, heavy, heavy. It wasn't. It was like not spotting anymore. It was really heavy. Um, and I remember on the Wednesday I had to fly back. And by the time I got to Joburg, I was a total wreck. I was just like, I don't know what's going on. And and it's just hard. Um, Heinz picked me up at the airport. He put me at the back of the car. I was just lying down, crying, 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 crying. And he took me directly to the, the gynae. He actually stayed open just for us. It was amazing. And he did a test and he says he can't see anything. But I must go for the hormone, um, the, the blood count, the hormones in the blood count. So I, I went, I took some blood, and the next morning he phoned us and said, there is still, the hormone is still visible in the blood. So once again, lie flat on your back, be still as possible, and then come back on Friday. And then that's what I did. And on Friday morning when we got there, he said, sorry, there's no baby left. Um, he, or she, he or she must have come out naturally. And... Obviously, we were in so much shock and, and, and just so sad. We were we lost a child. And, mm. and you can think that um, it's just a little blib <laughs> like many people do. But it's a human being and that yeah. person's spirit was already completely formed. Yes. And I remember crying in the bath and saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry if it was something I did. Because then you hear all the old women's tales, all old wives' tales. Mm. It was because you had high heels on. You took a hot too bath. hot bath. Yeah. You jumped from off the stage because I, I actually did that. Um, it's like... So guilt and shame yeah, was just, coming. Yeah. And then uh, for me, I think what a pivotal moment in that whole experience for me was that her, her mom, who drove back with me, 
um, when, when we heard the news, she sent a, a Bible verse to me, which was Psalm 112 verse 7, which says, The man of God does not fear bad news. He does not fear bad news. And in that moment, I had this, there was this side of me that wanted to take offense. You know, like, how dare you tell me that I can't fear this bad news, that my wife is probably having a miscarriage. And, but I, I quickly dismissed that and I, and I leaned into it because this is the word of God. This is the truth. And, you know, it's not always nice to hear the truth, but it is the truth of God. And so, so I went to read that whole Psalm 112 and it's become such a, uh, a very pivotal scripture in my life and in our lives mm. where it starts off by saying, praise the Lord, blessed is the man who great who fears the sorry it's, it says blessed is the man who fears the lord mm. and greatly delights mm. in his commandments mm. and then it lists his characteristics and the and one of the characteristics is you don't fear bad news and we had amazing people from our church mm. come around us pray with us mm. guide us through this very painful situation and mm. by the grace of god we were able to grieve and and get healing in a supernaturally fast time. So much so that people I thought we were in denial. <laughs> yeah. So this all happened on the Friday. And that Saturday, I had a friend's baby shower in Pretoria, which was quite ironic. And on my way there, I was like, God, oh, seriously, this is not fun. Mm. I have to now go and celebrate somebody else's baby. And I just lost mine. And I was I was just in my mind praying and thinking and and. In a split second, I heard God ask me, how many times have you prayed the prayer of Jabez? And I've done. It was in that season where it was massive. It was everywhere. Every bookstore sold the book. It was like everybody was praying, please bless me indeed. Enlarge my territory. Keep your hand on me and keep me from evil. I mean, it's such a great prayer to pray. And you think, you think like... God will just give it to you. And, yeah. and not only that, you think... Enlarging my territories, enlarging my platform, and giving me more followers, and 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 that is that is once again Proverbs three that says, "My not my ways." You trust, don't don't lean on your own understanding. Yeah. My understanding was that is what's going to happen. It's going to give me more influence. It's going to help me get to more people. And the, he asked me, "How many times have you asked me to enlarge your territory?" And the moment that thought hit me, he said. Well, that is just what happened. I enlarged, not that God caused the miscarriage, but God will use anything and turn it around for good and for his glory. And I immediately felt that that was a way to enlarge my territory because now I can relate to so many more women who went through a miscarriage. Then I, I, I'm not going to just sit here on my high horse and say, oh, I've got four children. But I went through that. I went through that pain. And in that split second of me realizing that, God supernaturally healed me. So much so that by the time I got to Pretoria, I was absolutely fine. And then people thought they were like sad and they, they asked me. And I was, I was, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Really, really feeling fine and knowing that God did a supernatural work. That's amazing. And for, for me, I mean, I ha as a man, you have no idea what your wife is going through physically, emotionally, spiritually. You just try to be there for her. And... A couple of months later, no, no, sorry, it was longer than that. When when wait, did you okay, so have wait, that experience? So a, a month, 
after losing the baby. I had one cycle and I was pregnant again, a yes. m- like very soon after. Sorry, actually- can I just interject there? So we, we trusted God for children. I just want you to see this pattern. We trusted God for children because he gave us a word, a word in the form of a vision. Um, Hebrews 11.1 1 says that now faith is the substance of things hoped for, mm-hmm. the evidence of things not seen. The substance that it speaks of there is the word of God or a word from God. So we had substance that we hoped upon. That is, that is where our faith was in is that word of God. Then we were told medically it's not probable, probably not possible. We prayed, trusted with our, fam- our spiritual family and family, and God gave us our first uh, pregnancy. But then that was taken away from us. So immediately you're, you're, you're faced with this thing of, oh, you know, I can't really trust God. Or you, you want to go into a bitter mode. You want to go into an angry mode. Why did you give it to me and then take it away? All these things start going through your mind or wants to go through your mind. But I, I just want to encourage you if anything like this is in your life happening. Because in that moment is where this presence of God the comfort of the Holy Spirit and the, the, the discipleship family around us played such a pivotal role mm-hmm. to help and guide us through that thing in a healthy way, mm-hmm. which is possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, so a month after that, we found out we were pregnant on our third anniversary. It was quite special. And obviously, immediately that fear wants to come in that it's going to happen again. Every time I went to the bathroom, you're like expected, expecting to see blood or you're fearing to see it. Um, and I had to make a conscious decision to say it's not, it's like just really affirm, affirming and speaking it out and it's not going to happen. Speaking life. It's, yeah. Literally speaking life. Mm. Um, and we had a, we had a full term pregnancy. We had a big boy born and he was about probably six, seven, eight weeks old. And I went to a discipleship, discipleship session with, um, with my pastor and a few friends. And we were, we were meeting at the pastor's house. And I promise you to that day, I have never thought about the miscarriage again. I wasn't pondering about it. I wasn't um, yearning. I wasn't whatever. What if, how would he have looked or she, whatever. I, I never thought about it because I was completely healed. And this morning at the discipleship session, we were we were making coffee and not everybody was um, able to come. So we were a little bit um, less than we were normally. And um, the pastor said she had a, she had a word from God in that week that she must show show people how to experience heaven on earth. And I said to her, I don't understand quite well. Can she please explain? And she said, okay, well, let's do an activation or let's do a session. And we and we literally sat around the the booth in the in the kitchen, and um, and she said, okay, just close your eyes. And she just started praying that the, the that the Holy Spirit will just take over and and that nothing else can come in at this moment. And she and I immediately when she started praying saw Jesus stand in front of me, and I saw myself running into his arms. And she she said, you will probably now see Jesus, and you'll probably run into his arms. I'm like, yay, been there, done that. <laughs> and um, and she said, okay, let just let him take you. Let, just go with him. Mm. Let him go on this encounter. Go with this, this encounter with him. And I immediately, in my mind's eye, saw, because my eyes are closed and this is all happening in my mind's eye, I saw my grandma and my grandfather and two uncles of the same family that belonged, that have died, 
in a cluster together, like in that cloud of witnesses. Sure. On my right and on my left, I saw two, two children playing with a ball. They were uh, throwing a ball to and fro. And I, I, I saw other children or other people with my grandparents and with my uncles that I knew that definitely fit with them. They, they were part of them, but I didn't know them. And the moment I realized or I, I, I saw that, I realized it was the miscarriages that my grandmother had when she was younger because she had, she had many children, but she also had many miscarriages. Sure. And the moment I realized that, I looked down to my left and this little six-year-old blonde boy comes to me and tells me, hello, mama. And I was like, what the? And I went on my knees and I, re I realized immediately that that is my boy. That is my, my, my baby that I've lost. I went down on my knees sure. and I said to him, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And he's like, what are you sorry about? I'm in the best place ever. I, I'm in the presence of God 24-7. I couldn't ask for something better. And he took my hand and he took me on a tour of heaven. Oh. Um, and he was like, this is what we do here. And this is what we do here. And, but he was like, playful and fun and in a hurry like he he's got stuff to do he doesn't have a lot of time <laughs> to spend with me Aww. and um and once like it was in split seconds the next moment he said okay like kind of love you bye and he ran off to his friends again mm. and jesus came and he took my hand and he took me to this beautiful empty banqueting hall and he just showed me around and he was just like he was just loving upon me and showing me where he was. He's like, he's here all the time. Even mm. when I feel alone, he is there. He was there during the miscarriage. He was there during the conception. He was there during the whole process. And your, your child is fine because he's with me. And um, we actually lied down on the floor and made snow angels because Jesus is so much fun. Can I just tell you that if you think he's... he's um, yeah, we, We're just actually just watching this app, The Chosen, which is so brilliant and I would so encounter you, oh, I encourage you to get it where Jesus is just so much fun and so he's got such a great sense of humor and so this is real he's so uh. real and after a while we were done and it was it was as if we were coming out of this vision and um and the pastor started praying and I, I just had the tears streaming down my face it was just like running because I now know it was a boy and we, I, I, I told everybody what happened and everybody was in tears. I got home. I told Heinz, I'm like, you won't believe what just happened. I was a wreck. I was like, cause that ministered to me as well. Cause it was like this amazing closure from mm. heaven that mm. God gave us that nothing can top that. You know, mm. you can go to, you can go to counseling, you can go to psychologists, mm. but nothing tops that mm. getting that heavenly download, that real spiritual experience sure absolutely and 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 what i also realized is that you are the the perfect age in in heaven you're not um if you died as a 72 year old you're not necessarily 72 you might be a 16 year old in and and we've seen it in heaven is so real in so many um different movies where people have gone to heaven and and they had an experience so he was a six-year-old boy and we named him joshua we decided to call our boy joshua and then leon grew up and we told him about Joshua. They all know, all our children know about Joshua. Um, okay, you can go on about how the others <laughs> came along. Yeah, so once, it was almost like we, we needed to go through these experiences in preparation for, for what is to come. And because each one of those massive challenges was, was a faith challenge, really, and a challenge as to our relationship with God individually, but also our relationship with each other. Um, how are we going to handle this? You know, it's tested by fire. And it, it was definitely not always 
easy. I mean, not, it wasn't easy. It was, it was, it was hard. But I, I can't reiterate enough. Standing on the word of God, hmm. despite what it looks like on the outside, and despite hmm. what you're experiencing, or despite what other people are saying, hmm. to just stand on that word. Did we have moments of doubt? Absolutely. Hmm. Did we have moments where we took it out on each other? Yeah, probably. Um, but we could always come back to, to God, come back mm-hmm. to, you know, just knowing what is real and what is true according to him mm-hmm. and, and therefore walk through these things. And, you know, just like her miscarriage opened up the, 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 the way for her mm-hmm. to minister to more people, this whole story mm-hmm. ministers to so many people. That, who, who've lost babies, who had abortions, yeah. Who, who, yeah. And we've and we've prayed for people that that couldn't fall pregnant, and God miraculously had had them fall pregnant uh, be, because, because it's, grace, it's like yeah. a grace on our lives because mm-hmm. of it. And it's amazing to to see that and to to be a part of that. And I mean, and, and also recently we have people on our life group who who we saw how they why they fell pregnant, but then also how they had a miscarriage of twins, mm. and it just broke all of our hearts. And we don't. We didn't understand it, but but we we could sit and talk, and and pray mm. from a perspective of I know mm. what it feels like. You know, mm. not exactly. It's their story. They had twins, but you 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 have a way of connecting in a whole other mm. way. So, yeah. And then I mean, from being having almost no chance of having children to having our first, who's gone to heaven, and then three boys in a row. 23 months apart, each just, story, yeah. very interesting and unique. Yeah. Just on that note, um, I was because God showed me that Joshua was a boy, I was convinced he was going to be the first boy. And then Leon came along and he was my second boy, I thought, according to God's vision. <laughs> and then um, Simeon came and I thought he was my third boy. And then when I felt pregnant again, I was convinced this was the girl. Just totally convinced. I've already got one in heaven, two on earth. It's this now. This is now it. Can we can we talk about this because yes. this is something we as as believers often do. We get a prophetic word or a vision or something, mm-hmm. and then we decide mm-hmm. how it's going to play out. And we need to constantly go back to God and say, Lord, what do you want to do? Or just leave it open to Him doing His thing. Lean not on your own. Lean not on your own understanding. Yeah. And then we went to the doctor and he said, look at that little stinger. <laughs> and I was like, and what? And Afrikaans, they said, that's an angelkie. And we said, that can't be an angelkie. That's an angelkie. Obviously, he, he accepted the boy with open arms. Loved, loved him. Loved, loved him now. But we were surprised. We were surprised. Yeah, definitely. And so, called him Reuben, which among others mean, behold, it's a boy. <laughs> we... Um, I always had at the back of my mind that then this must there must be still a girl somewhere somewhere. But in my in my um, in my head, I was done. I mean, three boys is enough. Twenty three months apart, twenty three months apart. They were like this. They were rough. They were busy. We both have full blown careers. We are working. We work from home. We work from home. It's yeah. just a lot of balls to to handle. And and we've <laughs> spoken about it. We've a lot of balls here. Um, <laughs> We've spoken about it and we've spoken about the fact of, of falling pregnant again. And I was telling Heinz he better go for the operation. And he was just like, I'm not going to go. And we spoke about it. And what about the word? And what about 
and and I said, I think maybe God changed his mind because he saw like it's a little bit rough in our household. Maybe <laughs> maybe he doesn't think a girl is is welcome. And at one stage, I actually. I took control and said, "Okay," because what we did, we we um, we went onto the calendar method because cause we didn't use anything else. I wasn't going to go in the pool, and yeah, we we just kind of timed. I have an app tells me this is dangerous times. Be wary. And I, <laughs> my, I think, my pastor in Joburg asked me once, "What do you call people on the calendar method?" I said, "I don't know. What do you call them?" He said, "Pregnant." <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, what is so amazing is I, at once, probably two, three years ago, I said, okay, well, if it's going to happen, it's going to have to happen now because I'm going to turn 40 soon and whatever. I'm going to give God like two months that I'm not going to follow my app. I'm going to do just whatever. We'll be open for business and nothing happened. So I thought, okay, he definitely changed his mind. But I was not able to give away my baby stuff. I sent it to my mother-in-law, saying to her, it's for my sister-in-law. Just keep it there. It's a lot of expensive stuff. Don't don't get rid of it but in my heart of hearts i knew there's a word that you can't deny mm. and then last year in may <laughs> i was busy training a course and i was just exhausted and i thought it was obviously because of the course um i was working hard i had a saturday master class with with 40 women and I, I, we had weddings. It was a crazy week and I was just, I knew somewhere in the week I was supposed to start with my monthly cycle. I knew I was late. I felt bloated and I was like, okay, it's going to come any moment now. Um, never in my mind did it even occur to me once that I actually might be pregnant because how? <laughs> I'm timing this thing. And the next moment we knew we were pregnant with the biggest surprise ever. And again, I just say God is so faithful because his timing is actually just not actually. His timing is perfect. He knows best. You might think you know, but his timing is perfect. Yeah. If I think back over the, the, the months of pregnancy, the fact that the baby came two weeks before my 40th birthday. So it's just before I'm 40. Um, the fact that she was born in January, it was very important for me to have children in the beginning of the year. He knows the desires of your heart, and it worked out like that. Um, and w with all three other boys, I knew exactly when they were conceived. I knew standing up from that marriage bed that I was pregnant right now. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. And with her, when I found out I was pregnant, I, it was as if God played tricks on me. Like, I couldn't figure out when, how, where, nothing. I couldn't figure it out. But then it was the gender reveal. And we were we were totally open for four boys. I would have loved it because I think it's something there's something special about it. But we had this word. I knew. He knew. I knew. I was I was in in May this year. I was in Nashville writing songs for a new album, and I last year. Oh my word, last year. Sorry, this year May. Excuse me. It feels like just the other day, but it was last year May. Oh my word, it's almost a year. Um, I was in Nashville writing songs and uh, just a day or so before I, I headed back home, uh, I you know, have to buy toys for the kids. So uh, I went to Target and uh, got some toys and then I walked past this little baby clothing aisle and I was like, I have to get something. And I just, I, I like, it is a girl, I'm going to buy baby girl clothes. And I did in faith and uh, it was so cool when... When we finally knew, yeah, oh, to to tell our letter, I bought this in May already. <laughs> what a what a miracle, yeah. So we 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 were we were very excited to find out, and then we had this 
beautiful live reveal of the gender. And um, we had gunpowder. Somebody bought us gunpowder. They knew. We didn't know what it was. They bought the right color. You get a red one and a blue one, a red pinkish one. And um, the pinkish one starts out with blue powder coming out first, and then it changes. So the first few seconds is like, okay, we have a boy, and then it changed to pink. And you will see if you watch the video, you'll, you'll find it on our social media. That <laughs> that absolute feeling of God is so faithful. So good. So faithful. Mm. He said it was going to happen, and we th- we wanted to take things in our own hands. We wanted to change his plans. We thought we were going to change his head, and he said that's what you're going to have. And that's what we got. I think another thing, there's there's two things from this. Is when you get a word from God, is the assumption of how it will happen, Absolutely. and the assumption of when Ooh, eh, it eh. will happen. <laughs> that we have learned is so it's so dangerous because what you're doing is you're creating expectations that has no basis really. And God never gave you those expectations, mm. but now you're holding him mm. to those expectations. Mm. And he's just so gentle and loving. He's like going, okay, well, I'll, let you, I'll just let you work this out. Mm. I've got a plan in place. Mm. As a, a Psalm 139, the scroll of your life is okay. written. The book of your life is written, and I'm faithful to, to perform what I've, what I've said I will do. Mm. Um, and so it's for us to, you know... Walk through that road, and and you know we've bumped our heads and we've we've made mistakes, uh, but we can sit here today with four healthy, beautiful, mm. very busy children. Um, well, three of them are very busy. The other one might get there, <laughs> but we are we are so aware of how good our father is and mm-hmm. how how faithful, like she said, how faithful he is, and that just encourages me on every other level. In my in my life is if you ever sorry it's like it's it's almost like each of our children is an altar you mm. know where you go back and you remember mm. God was faithful mm. God was faithful if mm. you're going through something now that's difficult or, or or you're struggling through it just go back to those those words that have come to pass mm. and I mean I've I've had moments where we're we're in lockdown we're sitting in the house it's it's them all day running screaming. Sometimes fighting, sometimes playing loudly, uh, you know, all these things. And you get these moments where you, 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 they drive you up the wall. Mm. <laughs> and then it's almost like I have to go, I have kids. Mm. Many people can't have and want. I have kids. God gave them to us from his word. They're alive mm. and they are healthy. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. And that helps me <laughs> a lot mm. during the day. Um, doesn't you know? It doesn't mean I make no mistakes, but it's it's such a big thing to remember. Sorry, I was just thinking about um, how we spoke about God enlarging our territories in so many areas um, because we will be able to relate to so many more people during these things. And and even in my pregnancy, it was my it was close. I mean, I was going to turn forty. So in all the world's eyes, it's a geriatric pregnancy, guys. Geriatric. How hectic is that? How hectic is no that? No one wants to hear that. And that has given so many... It was my healthiest pregnancy ever. It was literally my healthiest pregnancy. I had the the least pain, the least... Um, I had navel mm. hernias with the others and all kinds of issues. And this was my healthiest one. Sure. Um, the latest in my life. And it gave so many women hope. So many women who are in their early 30s, mid-30s, not even married yet, trusting God for a husband, thinking, I still want to have children. Mm. But the world says, 
after 35, oh my word, not going to make it. Yeah. So it's just amazing to, to now meet women and say, your story has given me so much hope because God is faithful. Amen. So his faithful. timing is perfect. <laughs> Absolutely. Is our little one still sleeping? She, there has been movement, but she's still, oh, that's she's so still around. Yeah, and now now we're you know at this place where we have our kids and uh, we got <laughs> we got four no mo uh, and and we're we're good with that. So we're excited to see what what God has planned. And earlier this year, we received a very encouraging a prophetic word where it specifically spoke about the 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 um, significance of our family being complete and what God has in store for us. And I'm not telling that. Um, for any other reason than just to encourage each and every one of you out there who has a family, who uh, that God's calling, I believe God has a calling for each mm. individual. He has a calling for each marriage and he has a calling for each family. Mm. And for me, it was such a big uh, penny drop that my whole family is in ministry with me, mm. whatever that might be. Yes, I recently moved from you know, moved into full-time ministries, as we call it. But each and every one of us that call ourselves a believer, a follower of Christ, is in ministry. Mm. Because we are told the fivefold is there to equip the saints for the work mm. of ministry. So we're all in the work of ministry, whichever sphere God has called us to. Mm. And we, we know about this calling. So I want to encourage you to... to In this time, we've got about two weeks left of lockdown, mm. two weeks left of seeking God's face, asking him, what am I supposed to get? What downloads do I need to realize? What, mm. what do I need to figure out about myself and my family? Um, so the, when this lockdown lifts, I, I go into a new season with a new outlook. Because I can tell you from my own experience in this lockdown, I, in the beginning I had days where I was frustrated because I couldn't do what I'm called to do, mm. which I limit to getting up on a stage and leading worship and mm. speaking to people about God. But God has came and come and showed me, you know, your ministry starts at home. Your ministry starts with your marriage and with your children. And mm. it still took me a few days to really get what that means, to relax. And then even Letta and I this week had a conversation. We said, you know what, maybe we should stop trying to do so much work while we are limited and rather just focus on what we have right in front of us now. You know, yes, there are things we need to do when we can do, but if we can if we let go of that um expectation mm. to still perform, to still do the things we normally would do at the, at the cost of spending time with our family, we must reevaluate. And mm. and the amazing thing is when we when we made that decision, I almost felt like the frustration lift. Mm. I felt the the irritation levels come down mm. and and just go, you know what? This is a gift mm. actually mm. to to be with our family like this for for such an extended period of time. Mm. And you you'll only get irritated and frustrated if you don't see it that way. Mm. So it's all about how we how we look at things. You know, God, how should I see this thing? Mm. And um I spoke to you guys last week about the Jesus revolution and and how it, it, it also applies to the situation we're in right now. We want to we want to pray and say, Lord Jesus, come and take this virus away. Come and take the lockdown away. Let life, our lives just get back to normal. Um, 
hoping that when the outside circumstances change by our Savior, that He saves us from the outside circumstances, something will somehow just automatically change on the inside. But Jesus is in the, is in the habit of coming to do a revolution in our hearts and in mm. our minds and in our spirits. Mm. And, and I think He's doing that right now with all of us. Mm. So let this be a time for, for you as a father, mm. for you as a husband, and for you as families to, to go, Lord, what do you want to show us? How can, how can we grow? How can we become closer to you in this time? How can we make the most of this time uh, while we are in lockdown? Because and we, we saw such a, a beautiful word from that lady, that worship leader. What's her name? I forget now. Which we spoke one? about incubation. Oh, uh, Alicia. Alicia. She had a word from God that this is not lockdown. This is incubation. Mm. And an incubation period is there for something to start growing, for mm. something to develop. I mean. when, when a baby is in the mother's womb, it's an incubation mm. period. And so start seeing lockdown as incubation rather for you individually, the marriage and the family, and see what mm. God wants to do from this place. And, and rather see it as a, as a, as a gift than... Something that's being taken away. And I know mm. it's easy to say. It's very easy to say, I don't know each of your circumstances. Mm. Maybe some of you have lost your jobs. Maybe some of your businesses have mm. gone down the drain. Mm. I don't know. I myself have lost all my gigs mm. for this time. I, I, I suffered massive loss of income. So mm. I do have an idea what you are going through. Mm. And I have no idea if they're going to allow gatherings the rest of this year, which means I may not have any other gigs for the rest of this year. But I've had to... I've had to battle with the question, who's my source? Mm. Is God really my source when it comes down to this, when everything's taken away? Mm. And, and maybe that's a question we each need to ask ourselves. Who is really our source? Who is our provider? And, and to trust God to, to come and reveal how we should look at those things in this time. Because He is still a good Father mm. who loves each and every one of us, who has a calling on our lives, mm. and who wants to see us become the full persons that he called us from the beginning to be. Amen. Amen. Um, I just want to go back to, um, to the word that God gave us. He said three boys and a girl, and we didn't know how it was going to come about. We actually at one stage thought that we might be adopting a girl because we were open for adoption. Mm. Um, because I was, like I said in my head, I'm not pushing out any babies anymore. <laughs> like, seriously. I always gain, like, four people's weight. It's just a, it's a, it's a difficult time for me. Four and I was, yeah, not a it's baby. Not that bad. Four human not, beings, not like big bad. ones. Um, and... <laughs> And so we were, we were convinced that we, we were open for adoption. We know there are so many um, orphans out there, and God says take care of the orphans and the widows. And I was just thinking while Heinz was speaking about our friends, Nico and, and Christy Panagia, who adopted two girls, and how, how they try to fall pregnant. And there was actually, they have no medical reason not to fall pregnant. There's none. There's nothing wrong with either one of them. And they just couldn't fall pregnant. And at one stage, um, Nico was climbing Table Mountain, and he said to God, God, don't you want my children? And he immediately heard in his spirit that God said to him, don't you want mine? Yeah. And he, he immediately knew what he needed to do. Oh. And they have the most beautiful girls and they have adopted mm. them. And maybe you are sitting here contemplating or maybe you struggle to fall pregnant and you were waiting for a word or confirmation that you should adopt. 
we have so many children in need of good families, of godly families. Um, I, yes, my gosh, if, if every, imagine if every church member can adopt a child, then we would have no orphans. Um, not only your church, church in South <laughs> Africa, church in the world. Um, and it might be something that you have dreamed about. And I want to say to you, pray about it and trust God that if that is what your heart is, to go for it. But the, the key in, in Nico's and Christy's story as well and with ours is, is that thing of seeking God's face. Yeah. Because we can easily um, make decisions based on emotion or our own logic. But it's, it's having that word. You remember earlier I said that what faith is, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It means don't hope if you don't have substance. Don't hope. If you don't have the substance, and what is the substance? The substance is the word of God, mm. or the or a word from God for you personally, mm. either through personal time with Him, or someone speaking a word, a trusted uh, mm. pastor or prophet or apostle speaking a word to you, not some random person mm. on confirmed. whatever. Yeah. It has to be confirmed and real, and it must mm. align with the word of God. I mean, you guys should probably know the basics of receiving a prophetic word and then not doing what we have done um, but have learned from, assuming the how and the when. Mm. Let God's timing play out because it is perfect. And mm. you will look back and go, okay, this is why I am 40 maybe mm. and only getting adopted children now mm. You know, because I'm ready. God knew I would be only ready now. Mm. You never know. This, there are many stories out there, I know, but God knows each and every one of us. Mm. He, we are the apple of His eye. He knows how many hairs are in each of our heads. He, he knows how many babies have been aborted this, just this year. It mm. breaks His heart. Um, let's, let's be the people that give life to those children that everyone else seemingly wants to throw away. Mm. Um, and then also, back to people that have biological children, we, we cannot afford to let them go f unfathered mm. or unmothered as well. Amen. We're living in a, in a fatherless generation. Mm. What does that mean? It means that the average person is not being fathered. Mm. Um, the statistics in our nation shows that 62% of children in our nation do not have a, a dad physically at home. Mm. 62%. Mm. That means 38% have a physical dad at home, but then a large portion of that are in some way neglectful, abusive, mm. or just, you know, not there. Mm. So there's different forms of fatherlessness. And those of us who already have the privilege of raising children, let's, let's be part of the solution. Mm. Father those who you have been given well. Mm. And then whoever else God's, God brings on your path. There will be discipleship relationship. Mm. There will be spiritual father, spiritual son or daughter relationship, spiritual mother, spiritual daughter relationships. And those things are so crucial. Mm. And you know, today we're speaking on, on Encounter Ministries platform and, and you know, Pastor Angelo and his wife, they are such a great example of this mm. um, through having also have adopted. They've got their own kids. They've got adopted kids. They've got disciples. They, they are living this. And uh, it's so Super encouraging generous. and inspirational. Um, so that is the example for us to follow. And that is how mm. we change the world. Mm. I was speaking on, uh, with some, some other guys earlier on a Zoom call. And, and I was just reminded of this uh, quote that I, that I used to quote a lot uh, over the last two years, which is Mother Teresa who said, If you want to change the world, mm. go home 
and love your family. Mm. We've all been forced now mm, to, go, to home. go home. Amen. But it's still a choice mm. whether you're going to love your family. Amen. What does that mean? God Amen. says love means laying, laying down your life. Mm. That those things that you want to do, those things that you think you're going to make happen. And I, I did this as well. In the beginning, I was very... My thoughts were very selfish. I was like, oh, man, I want to finish that, and I want to do my album, and I want to you know, write a, a, a script for a movie or whatever. And it's like God said, why? What are you, what are you doing? I've given mm. you this time to spend with your family, and you, mm. you're already being ambitious about the next thing. Have I told you to do it now? And I'm like, mm. okay. So <laughs> that's why we have to keep going back. Lord, mm. what do you want today? Give us today our daily bread. Amen. Show us today what it is that we're supposed to do. How can I bring heaven to earth here in my house right now? Because mm. we want, the, I mean, we all dream of the, the big events and the big lights and the, you know, the, the hundreds of thousands of people. But the thing is, you never know that the child in your house, mm. if you disciple him or her well now, mm. maybe they are going to go to the nations. The maybe they are going to change the world. Mm. But if, if you fail in your job, then their road, it becomes that much more difficult. Mm. If we can disciple our children well, mm. keep speaking life over them, mm. keep reminding them of their true identity, mm. not, not telling them their behavior is who they are, but making that distinction like the way you are acting right now, it's not who you are. Let me remind you who you are mm. and speak to them from that. Uh, I was reminded today about that beautiful picture of, of this tribe in Kenya that if, if someone in the tribe makes a mistake or, or sins against the tribe or whatever the case might be, they actually surround that person not to admonish and to make them feel guilty or lock them up. What they actually do is they start speaking all the good qualities wow. over that person that they know they have mm. until that person is healed and then changes mm. and then starts living that way. Mm. And that is actually what discipleship is. Mm. It's calling out the gold in people. That's what Jesus does. And it starts at home. That if, mm. if we can look past the things in our spouse that irritate us. And I irritate my wife a lot. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> that, that was a good save right there. <laughs> putting it back on you. <laughs> no, but that's what I meant. I mean, I know you're perfect. So nothing... <laughs> Um, and, and looking past the, the way your children behave and going, Lord, show me how you see them. Lord, show me how you see my wife. How do you see my children? Help me to see them the way you see them. Mm. And the same with other people out there. How do we love our neighbor? How mm. do we love people in our church? We've been commanded by Jesus to mm. love one another. Mm. We've been commanded by Jesus to be one in spirit in the church. But we're not seeing it. Why not? I believe it's because we're not tapping in fully into the supernatural grace that God has given us mm. to love like Him. Because it is supernatural. Mm. But we can only do it if He's on the throne of our lives. Mm. Remember about the, the Jesus revolution? Him taking complete control of the governance of our lives. Mm. That is where we have to be. And is, is it easy? No. Is it a daily choice? Yes. <laughs> and then we can live in that space where where we love our spouse with the love of God, where we love our children with the love of God. So yeah, we, we're pretty much out of time, but I wanted to just pray with you guys. I'm just, uh, every time I look down, I'm looking at comments from yeah. the feed. I'm not doing something else, don't worry. Uh, we are, we're seeing so many people logging on, some people we know. It's so great to see you all here. 
Hoe doe je uh, René Pretorius. Hallo René Pretorius, <laughs> als jij nog op is. Uh, we also have Desiree Liebenberg, Pastor, Pastor um, um, Anthony's wife. And your sister, I see. My sister. Hello, Mickey. They're all here. Part, Pastor Peter D. He's <laughs> well on done. here. Great to see you all. Um, I just want to, um, while he's looking at the comments, just say, really, like, like I just said now, confirming that using this time wisely and knowing that it's, I believe in Jesus' name, it's never going to happen again. Mm. So we're never going to be in the same circumstances. We have never been with our kids alone for five weeks Ever. We haven't been alone with them for three weeks. We haven't been alone with them for a week. There's always help. There's a grandma. There's a whatever. Even if we go on holiday, there are people that's available to help or to um, to serve or to bring the food, the waiter, the whatever. Now it's 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 literally that incubation time where it's all us as a family. We have we have taught them to to bring their part to to help us to unpack the dishwasher. We in this time it's teaching, it's giving them skills of life. It's an attitude change that must take place in your heart to say, okay, I mm. choose to now give myself for this time as a parent. Mm. Um, I love the fact that I could be with my baby all the time. I've never had it with any of my other children. This this putting her to sleep, taking her, doing everything. I've never had that. And it's actually such a special time. Mm. So I want you to, if you're struggling with, with this time, and when you heard it was extended even so more, even more so, um, just make that choice to say, I'm going to use this time because you're never going to have that again. And you know what? Our children are going to look back at this time in four, five, three, whatever years from now, and they're going to say it was the best time ever. You remember that lockdown? Best time because I had mom and dad at home yeah. for myself. All the time. I really think this generation of children will look at this stage, most of them anyway. I'm sure there are some homes where probably it may not be that great because mm. there's abuse or whatever. But I'm, I'm hoping for the most part, a lot of children will go, that's the time when mom and dad was home mm. for a long time. Mm. And, uh, and, I, and I, they have a completely different perspective. I was... Uh, I was Briefly chatting with uh, Pastor Alan Bagg and his wife on the Instagram a couple of days ago, and and I just mentioned to them as well that looking at our daughter, that is you know completely dependent on us, mm. um, but so joyful and so happy. And the only time she's not happy is when she's hungry or wants to sleep, and then she sleeps, mm. and then she eats, and then she's happy and she smiles. Mm. Um, she has no idea. What's going on around her? Mm. She just completely trusts that we will keep her safe, mm. that we will keep her fed, and we will give her sh give her shelter. Mm. And I just realized when I was looking at her the other day that that is that is how we should approach our sure. Father in heaven. Like all this stuff is going on, finances are down the drain, the mm. the the rand is struggling, the the markets are falling. There's, there's so many reasons to freak out, mm. but we we are not freaking out. Because we know who's on the throne mm. of everything. Amen. The God of the universe, the king of the universe. Mm. And that is the God who we serve. And if we keep our eyes on him, we can, we can, mm. we can get through this. You know, I mean, the, the picture of, of, of Peter walking on water just always comes back to me where Jesus, when did he walk on the water? It's when Jesus gave him a word. He said, come. So Peter was able to walk, not so much on the water, but on the word of God. Faith is the substance. He was walking on substance because Jesus gave him a word. 
And as long as he kept his eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of his faith and that little journey on the water, he was able to walk on that substance. But as soon as he took his eyes off it, he took his eyes off the word, off the bread of life, off the light of the world and looked at the storms. That's when he sunk. Mm. But even then, Jesus came to lift him out. And that speaks to me so many times always when I want to go and when I want to start looking at the news too much or I start freaking out about what things are looking like around me or, you know, where will my income come from? Who's going to who's going to book me? Who's going to have shows? When is the gatherings coming back? All that kind of stuff. Mm. Fear comes in. Mm. And then God says, I have not given you a spirit of fear, Mm. but of love, power and a sound mind. So if I'm not experiencing love, power and a sound mind, I'm, I'm accepting some other spirit in this time and jesus is saying no that is not who you are Mm. keep your eyes here you know he's doing this in a good way (laughs) it's like just keep your eyes here it's like Mm. i'm not looking at you trying to trip you up just keep your eyes here keep Mm. your eyes focused and then we can look we we can weather the storm and god will provide in ways that you don't even realize amen so with that, let's let's trust together for God today for the things we've spoken about. We've spoken about many things, but mm-hmm. I hope that the the central message that came through was was having faith in Him, trusting in Him, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And if we have a word from Him mm-hmm. to allow Him to determine the how and the when, mm-hmm. and for us to just walk with Him. Amen. Let's mm-hmm. pray together for everyone Amen. online. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your plans for our lives. I thank you, Lord, that you are a God of family. You are a God of marriage. You are a God of, of uh, I wish there was an English word for gesin. You are the God of gesin and you are the God of family. And Lord, we just, we just thank you, Lord, today for each and every one of the families that are listening or represented by those who are listening. And Lord, I just want to speak a corporate blessing over each and every one of the men, the women, the fathers, the husbands, the wives, um, the families, the children in those families. We just speak life and life in abundance over them in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that that we can can come together even in this way and just say, Lord, I thank you for each and every plan for each and every one of these people's lives. Lord, that despite what we are going through right now, that you will show them what you are busy with in each of our characters, in each of our marriages and families, and that we will lean into what you are busy with and not into what is happening out there. That we will see it as an opportunity rather than a lockdown. Mm. We'll see it as an incubation period for Mm. something that you are doing. Mm. Lord, we do come against the enemy's plans of, of in whatever way, shape, or form it is coming against the church and the world. But Lord, we trust that you have got this, that Mm. you are still the king of the universe. You're on the throne. Mm. And I thank you right now, Lord, that you will bring everything needed in every family that is out there. Lord, I thank you for your provision. Mm. I thank you for your healing. Mm. I thank you for your power just coming into all of our homes. Mm. And I I thank you, Lord, that you bless Encounter Ministries and everyone Mm. associated with them. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. amen. Thank you so much. Baby's crying. Baby's I'm crying. out of here. Okay. Bye, baby. It's Bye. awesome. Appreciate you so much. All right. <laughs> that lasted very long, longer than I expected. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. 
Um, if you're part of Encounter Ministries, I want to encourage you and remind you to, to keep sowing into your ministry. Uh, keep giving your tithe and your offering. Pastor Angel did not ask me to say this. Um, I'm saying this from my own for out of my own because I really believe in them and in their ministry and I, and I want to see them go from strength to strength. And they can only do that if all of you walk with them and help them. And I know even in this time it's difficult, but I want to, I want to encourage you to, to inquire from the Lord. How can you give out of what you do have in this time? Whether it's, you know, phoning people, praying for them, there's different ways of giving. But if you can Give financially still to the ministry. Please do so. Um, and, I, and I just trust that this ministry will keep on going from strength to strength. And thank you so much for, for tuning in and listening. I really appreciate it. May God bless you and your family. And uh, I really believe that this is a great time for revival because it's going to come from the homes. It's going to come from families. And I believe that is God's plan for this nation. It's also what we believe at Love Key. Love Key is all about healthy families building a healthy nation. Help us do that. Be a healthy family by keeping your eyes on Jesus and walking with Him. In Jesus' name, I pray that and I trust for that with you. Thank you so much. God bless you guys. Bye-bye.